Ready for the word? Yes, the pastor used to say, having flowed with the spirit, you must be ready for the word. <laughs> you will be available to sit down and hear the word. Amen. Amen. Alright, ready for the word? Yes, Just have a short exhortation for us this evening, this afternoon. To hear. <clears throat> Alright, who somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your son Jesus, we receive revelation. We receive accuracy, we receive precision, we receive light, we receive direction in your word. And we say, your name alone is glorified and we are edified. Amen. 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 All right. Matthew 16. Matthew 16. We started answering questions around our identity issues. And um, <clears throat> how many of you have been blessing you so far? Yes, it's been opening your mind. Yes, if it's getting you to think, yes, you should, it's, it should make you think. Um, the essence of the series is to make you think. I have not even scratched the surface of the series at all. I just gave you teaser, like things to think about. That's what I did. We'll continue in church. So, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> so you can move. If you want to move to Rochester, you're welcome. But be prepared for the cloud of his glory. <laughs> be prepared for, to see the glory of God cover the heads as the snow covers the sea. <laughs> Amen. Alright, look at it, Matthew 16, verse 13. It says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say, Thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Like I said, this, this to me, I've read this so many times, and I'm still perplexed. Why? Why would they say, why would the disciples of Jesus say, you are John the Baptist? That's the one that paid me the most. Others did not pay me. Maybe because, maybe they just see Jesus Christ, so they likened him to uh, the weeping prophet. They say, okay, maybe it's Jerry, uh, Elijah. Maybe they've seen Elijah moves. Maybe as Jesus stopped, <laughs> as Jesus stopped the wind. So, uh, this is an Elijah move. So they've seen those, but the one that paid me most is, why would they liken him to John the Baptist? Did they just saw they bearded his head just how many months or how many years ago? Then I say, you are still John, you are still John the Baptist. That, that is how people can perceive you. So that means, and you know what he was asking them? He was asking them a question, what do people say that I am? And you know many at times that question always have a semblance of saying your truth. It's like saying, I ask you now, Setuana, if I ask Setuana and say, who do you think I am? Some of them will say, I'm Fadi Yuluru. <laughs> what does Fadi Yuluru mean? So for some of you that don't know, it simply means a very wicked person. <laughs> Setu will say, no, I've not seen that. <laughs> Setu will say, no, uh, that I've not yet, that's, they've not yet peekable, peekable. <laughs> 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 so too we say, ah, 
this thing you are saying, I've not, I've not imagined. You know, when said one shares two, he said two one. Ah, is this the person you are talking about? Uh, you know, God change people. You know, people get born again. So, <laughs> see, only when say we thank God because you did not meet that time. <laughs> so, but you know, some people will say ah. Different perceptions, <laughs> different. Some say you are so caring, you are so loving. <laughs> wow! You see now, I've never even left the pulpit. People are just, wow! So who do you say that? Let me ask. Let me ask like Jesus. Who do you say that I am? Pigebu. <laughs> So I'm pickable, pickable. <laughs> some will say I'm wicked. Some will say I'm not caring. Some will say I'm, I'm some will say ah, I'm very caring. Some will say oh, different perceptions. Wow. Some people are doing, mm. but you know that Setu are not doing it. Look around. Said two people are not because this, we are friends. We, me and said two people we relate. <laughs> said two people, am I right? Yes. Said two, shout glory. glory! Uh, you see, you see, they, they know that we 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 intermingle. We we ah. Well, said two, even if I try to be friendly, they are scared. If I ever try to say, so guys, let's just hear all of them say, hey, ha. <laughs> Pastor, are you backsliding? What's going on? <laughs> See, so you can't even be free again. Anyway, it's your choice. Who do you men say that I am? I am me. <laughs> I am me. I am me to the, to the degree of which you receive me. But said to, you know, the sweet people. I, I think I'm going to lay hands on them, especially in the night. In the night. Said two people, sweetest people ever. Loving people. They don't give me problems. I said my ex-baby. Ex-baby. Why did she become an ex-baby? Let me tell you the story. Let me, let me tell you the real, the real epignosis of the story. Ex-baby left me in the cold. She slept off. Turned off her phone. I said, Pastor, go to hell. <laughs> Since that day, she became an ex baby. So, baby ship application is still open. So, <laughs> apply within. So, people are dated babies, so we should not be talking. <laughs> so, we are still trusting God for who will be the next supernatural church baby. So, whoever, maybe by next camp meeting, the person will be the baby. Maybe the person will be standing by me like this, assisting me. So if I if I say open to this place, the person will say, Pastor, what place do you want me to open to? <laughs> Pastor, do you want me to pick a book for you? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you know. <laughs> No, we are not rejoicing. We are flowed with the Holy Ghost. Let's learn the word. <laughs> Let's behave ourselves. 
<laughs> so much is his tea. <laughs> much is his tea. <laughs> Whatever does not want you to learn the word this afternoon, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew 16. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, have? And they say, Some say, Thou art John the Baptist, Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But whom say ye that I am? So that was, that's a very big question. For Jesus to ask that question, he shows you to show ask, Who am I? You know? Because you can only find your identity in Christ. You can only find your identity in Christ. And like I told us, the only way to know who truly you are is in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm found in, found in Christ. And I know my true identity. So I will be looking at the biblical worldview. I'm not yet done with that. I'm going to continue that in church. Um, the biblical worldview. How you can see things clearly. Such that your perceptions are ch is changing. And we said, the reason why you are seated the way you are seated, writing the way you are writing, talking the way you are talking, making the yesterday you made, um, dressing the way you are dressing, is because of a worldview. Man is a product of influence. So never think you can't be influenced. Man, just like how you have influenced me now in this community with Pigaboo, Pigaboo. Now, so you see that man is a product of influence. Are you getting what I'm saying? Man is a product of influence. So that's why a believer must, must stay guarded. You must watch your association. You must watch your surroundings carefully. You know, when I asked the question, can man be left to himself? And we were able to answer that well, right? A man be left to himself. We said there are restraints. We, have, we must be cautious. As much as we are free to do whatever we want to do, there are some steps or some lines we can't cross, even as Christians. There are some lines we can't cross. So how free should we be? That's another question we have to ask. Because my identity is my, so because another question we have to ask ourselves is, is my identity found in my freedom? How free should a man be? And we said, the individual part of freedom is self-created. That is, you this you. Um, you are the one that posts your own freedom. You are the one that determines, oh, this is how much you want to be free. But if you have a good biblical worldview, you will see that just like Joseph, you know, we looked at Joseph in the morning, just like Joseph, Joseph went to a strange land and he did not forget who he was. So that means if I pick a new job, which new jobs are coming our way in the name of Jesus? High paying jobs. Many of you that your degree, you're not working in that direction, and you're, you're paying below, you will see that you will just be supernaturally orchestrated somewhere Amen. to a good one. Amen. And it's going to be high paying. Amen. So when you pick those jobs, make sure your biblical worldview is still intact. Don't because of those jobs, go and forget church. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, I say, brother, when last did you see in prayer meeting, you see, is my schedule. The sheet, they, they put me on the sheet. 
But you can always tell them you don't want the shift. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. They put you on the shift. I remember some years ago, I, used, I, I told you a story of how I used to be in the United Nations. Then we used to travel and we used to do meetings on Wednesday. And Wednesday was our midweek service then. Wednesday, Friday was our prayer meeting. Sunday was service. So our leader now decided that all our meetings, our training meetings for the conferences is those days. He first started with Wednesday. Look at, look at me. Look at what I did. So the meeting starts at 6 and ends at 7.45. And service was to service starts at 7. As at that time, this was some years ago. Then I said, ah. then I negotiated with my pastor then. And I said, you know, I'm so involved with this and this and that and that. And I'm the one that's supposed to be taking opening prayer. That is, I'm the one that's supposed to be a pulpit at 7. So I negotiated my way, begged. Uh, so by 7.20 or 7.30, I will now run away from the meeting. I will, the way I'll be, <laughs> the way I'll be breaking speed light, just so that I can meet up with service. And I found out. Then, not long after, after like two weeks, then I said, Wednesday is not enough for us. Then I said, can we be doing Fridays on our meeting? Ah, uh -uh. what's the time? Then I said, 7 p.m. Ah. I, 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 I first opened my eyes, it was like peekaboo, peekaboo for me. <laughs> I said, ah. And I went to the guy, bro, or boss, is there no another time? Can't we do Monday? Can't we do Tuesday? Can't we do Thursday? Or at best, even Saturday? He said, no, that that's the time that works best for everybody. I said, but I'm part of this thing. It doesn't work well for me. He said, maybe it's just you alone. So I started thinking of why we start skipping prayer too. Because I needed to, to, I needed to do what I needed to do. Then not long, they just say Sunday. Brethren, Sunday is just, no, they don't say brethren. They can't, it was not brethren. They say people, Sunday is very free. There's nothing we are doing, right? You don't go to church. I say, I go, I just leave it. I go to church. They said, oh, sorry, sorry, maybe you will not be bad. They said, 10 a.m., service time again. I said, maybe the devil is really after me. Ah, uh, he must be really after me. I just, so one day, one Wednesday like that, I just painfully, you know, those type of things is not always easy. Don't, don't let me deceive you. I just painfully dropped it and I said, because I was not coming, I could not come on Friday for the meetings because I can't miss prayer meetings. Why did you pick all the times on church days? I already have a commitment before this commitment. That's something you must always understand. I already have a commitment. I already know that this is my... It's just like me now as a pastor. My service is on Tuesday, 7 p.m. I should not pick a shift. Who will preach? Then I start assigning the role. Or Sunday service is 10 a.m. And I'll say, okay, brethren... Uh, please just hold the service. Let me go and work so that we can have more money for church. I need to have a commitment to my Jesus before that one. So I said, I'm not going to miss my prayer meeting. I said, no, I won't miss it. So I, I will skip prayer meeting. When did I add Sunday? Ah, I don't know them. See, 
So they said, okay, do you want to leave? I said, I will leave. So I painfully left on that Wednesday. And when I got to church on that Wednesday, nobody was in service. <laughs> you know, you would have expected that. At least you will go back and meet your encouragement for the painful thing that you just dropped inside. Nobody. So I opened the door of the church, stood on the pulpit like this, waiting for everybody. I just started praying in tongues. Nobody came to you almost when it's about to close. I was so, I was so bitter that, ah, I, you know, there will just be some thoughts, you see. You no, know, devil will only stand here. <laughs> Angel will only stand here. You are doing the right thing. Only say, go back. Just go back. You see that nobody's come to church. Just go back. And now say, you are doing the right thing. You are doing the right thing. And now say, go, go. You won't die. She is just one service. And from the one service, that's how you will stop coming to church. That is how it works. You are saying who? You, all of you know. It's from that one shift. You say, let me just quickly make some few money. I'm not saying you should not make money. But you already have a commitment to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? You already have a commitment to Jesus. So let that be. Let your commitment to Jesus be the topmost priority. So that means you must have a good, a good biblical worldview. And let me tell you, you cannot have a good biblical worldview without a good local church. If all they preach in your local church, hope you know, I don't encourage poverty. Those of you that have been here long enough, or been in church, or been around me long enough, hope you know I'm much, I'm so much, I'm big on you being prosperous. How many of you know that? You must make money. You must do, you must get good degrees. You must go for more. Go, go and get masters, go and get your PhD, go and do more. Let's stack up the degree and make all the money. You know me for that. So I'm not teaching you and saying you should stop, you should go and quit your job and go and serve Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. Ooh, I can't pay your bill for you. <laughs> I cannot pay you. I'm even still struggling with my own. But the struggle is over in Jesus' name. <laughs> so you, I can't pay your bill for you. But let your commitment to Jesus be topmost priority. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you can't be, you can't have that worldview if you are not in a good local church which emphasizes the truth. If you are in a place that every Sunday what they are teaching you is just, they are not spending time with the word for you, your mind and your worldview will be shaped differently. You won't see the commitment to Jesus well. You won't. So your local church plays a big priority on you. And remember we said, God created us, or God created man as a relational being. So that this man is meant to relate. That means God created man not to be alone. God created man to be in relationships. Relationships. That means... I, I am not an island of my own. I need people. I need you as much as you need me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't join this world to say, Oh, I just I, I can't do without human beings. You cannot do without. God has created all of us to be relational. You know, we're looking at the manufacturer's plan. 
part of the manufacturer's plan is that you must relate. So he has put in me what you don't have so that I, we can relate. He has put in you what, you don't, what I don't have so that you, we can both relate. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was why I explained to you in the morning the male and the female figures or the makeup or the physical makeup of the man and the female. And I asked you a question. I said, can God do it such that a man has everything? A man can just reproduce himself. A man can just, you know, can he do it? Yes, he can. But he has put things you don't have in another person so that you can both relate. I've always told you, God came down as a man in Jesus. But after that time, God has not come down again. You will need a man. Even your prayer point. The prayer point, I say, finances. Do you know you just need one Asia who has one big connection? You don't need one person. Who will connect you? That's all. Sometimes it's just one connection, one phone call. Sometimes it's just one person that you will just meet. You just stumble on. And from there, the person will give you his business card. Are you getting what I'm saying? From that place, you just see and you just receive help. Because you need man. How many of you, you met people like that and they just became a big person to you before? Just supernatural. Yeah, that's how it works. You need man. So don't be isolated. Don't enter that negativity in the United States of America where you don't need people. Don't do it. Make sure that you treasure your relationship. See, I know how to treasure my relationship. I know how to treasure people. You know, we, talk, we, we, we said something in the morning. We said, you, you must love human beings. So you must treasure relationships too. And when I'm saying relationship, I'm not talking romantic relationship. Oh. I'm saying relationship, friendships. It can be romantically for those who are married. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you must treasure relationships. A lot of people just want to fight. Why must you want to fight everybody? And we live in America today where people don't, they tell you, I don't care. They want to betray people. They want to fight everybody. They just want to damage relationships. And their lives don't move forward. How would you just want to break relationships and not have people that you don't talk to? So your contact, almost 50 people blocked. Only you. And the reason is not just not as if you are blocking them for your peace of mind, though. You know, that's different. Blocking people are saying, I'm staying away from negativity so that I'm not influenced. That's different. But I'm saying blocking people because you fought. Why must you fight with the whole world? Ah, uh-uh. only you. You are fought with this person. You are fought with this person. You are fought with this person. This person is having issues with you. This person is having issues with you. And you expect your life to move forward. Don't you know that you need men? You need men. You need connections. You need people to help you. There are relationships that I treasure, that I don't just text them anyhow. There are some relationships like this, where the time I want to text them, I text them like I'm texting an email. Good morning, sir. I'm just saying I should check on you and the family, sir. Because they've been of a blessing to me, and I know they can still be of more blessing. There's a way you relate and keep those relationships. You know, it's not all your contact you forward things to. Just send to 10 people. You know, there are some people you must not send that thing to. Because they will just look at you as unserious. And that's why you miss profitable things. 
know how to value relationships. Say, I value relationships. I treasure people. Yes. Know how to treasure people. Know how to value relationships. Connections come that way. Divine help comes that way. If we can all have it all, let me tell you, let me tell you. If we don't need people, let me tell you what God would have done. God will have just put all of us on earth just at once, beam. You think he can't do it? That all of us will just wake up from one tree, all of us stand up, and we just dust ourselves from the ground, and we start living. You think we can? You think God can do it? He can. But he makes sure that, number one, two people were first involved in your life. From the two people, you now have siblings to show you how much you need people. Then you are now born into a community. Your worldview starts shaping. Is to show you that man can't be alone. Tell your neighbor, say, you can't be alone. You can't. You can't. He was the one. It was God who told Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. So from the manufacturer's plan, we need people. Tell your neighbor, say, I need you. That is it. We need people. So never think you got it all. I got it all figured out. I got it all figured out. I don't need help. Thank you. Uh, and some people are just so quick. I got it. I got it. Thank you. I got it. Thank you. I got it. I got what? Me, I need help. Say, I need help. Ah, don't be shy to say that. Don't be shy to say that. I need help. And my help is in people. Many of you have good contacts today that you just don't know how to treasure. And you don't know how to keep it. Because you have fought with everybody. Your character is so bad. You don't know how to treasure valuable relationships. So, as you leave this camp meeting, one thing you should understand is that you need help. Tell your neighbor, say you need help. You need help. help. And see, how does God answer our prayer? It's true, man, no. He will just send somebody to you. I shared a story with you of what happened with me in Colorado. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He will use just men like you to help you. So you will learn to treat men, respect people. Don't enter into this world. There's a culture we have in our country today, and it's a culture of disrespect and lack of honor. You see, a lot of people have uncouth mouths. They just talk anyhow. That is not who we are in Supernatural Community Church. We don't talk to people anyhow. We respect people. Tell your neighbor, say we respect people. Both you old and young. We respect people. We don't talk to people anyhow. Don't just wake up in the morning and say, hey, hey what? Put some respect. I know the person is your boss. I know the person has offended you. Hey, ma, at least. Put the ma. Put the sir. It's not wrong. Some people do that. Even their professor in school. Hi. 
It's not wrong to have a good culture of honor. It's not wrong. Just have a sense of seeing, respecting people. Just have a sense of respecting people. It puts you on good pedestal. I can tell you, me, I don't change my culture. If I see if I see somebody that I will buy down, even if it is in the airport, I will lie down flat. Good morning. Good morning. I don't mind. I don't mind. Don't don't change. Because as one of the things that the scripture teaches a lot is the culture of honor. That we should learn to respect people. Don't change that culture. I understand we are influenced, we are mixed. All of us have different perceptions, different backgrounds. But I'm teaching you from God's word. Because God's word must supersede a lot of our thinking. God, that's why we must have a good biblical worldview. God's word has a strong culture of honor. A very strong culture of honor. You cannot get blessed in the local church without honor. You cannot receive help people from people. You must learn to respect people. Tell people I respect you. Tell the person beside you, I respect you. Yes. Learn to respect people. It's just a saying. It's just common. In fact, it's not just evil. Apart from even that it is Bible. It's just common sense. You don't just wake up to anybody and say, hey, I know it's our culture. That's, that's what our culture has turned us to be. I know. I know. Just wait. Hey. Yo. Nigga. Different things. Different things. Say yo. Yo, so. Yo, what's up? Just put some respect. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know that's the culture, but you are a Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor, you say, you are a Christian. So your whole worldview must be different. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your worldview must be different. I understand that many of us, that's our culture. We're brought up here, we're born here, we have lived our life here. So A, hi, this, I understand. But from the scripture, there's a strong culture of honor and respect. So just respect people. It doesn't, it doesn't take any inch away from your ear. I won't say because I'm a pastor now, I won't respect you. Are you getting what I'm saying? No. I will respect you. It doesn't take any inch away from you. It doesn't change my name. It doesn't make me more fatter or more slimmer. It's just a common sense of decency. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, Are you still in camp meeting? Yes, sir. I know I'm touching on your sacred cows. I know. I know. Because I know that many of us, that's how we were born. That's how just our culture. That's what that's the life we live. Just say, hey, hi, you. Sup. Mm-mm. Put respect. Be distinct. That's the that's how to be distinct in the world. You know, we say we are not unique, but that is how to show that you are a believer. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we said, God created man to be a relational being. 
So we are all born into this world by appearing. That's why we didn't, we didn't appear mysteriously. We came from somewhere. We have a family. So that implies that God uses men and women to accomplish things on earth. I told us yesterday, I said, for God to do anything on earth, or even for the devil to do anything on earth, he both need, they both need men. So for God to do anything on this earth, we need men. And he will work with you and I. So when Israel was leading Egypt, or was leaving Egypt, when they saw John, they gathered together in an assembly. And that is why you need a good local church. What will a good local church do for you? A good local church will ensure that you have a good biblical worldview. Not somewhere where they are preaching you happy. They are not opening scripture. In fact, even when they open scripture, it's not explained well. They are telling you the, there's, a, there's a this, there's a that, there's a covenant day of something, there's a... Are you getting what I'm saying? You need a church that will help your worldview. Are you seeing that? Just even coming to this camp meeting, you can just be influenced. How many of you have picked things from evil people just staying around you? Just like me, I picked the cable. <laughs> Those of you in the hostels, how many of you have picked something from just staying in the hostel with somebody? That is how it works. So that means, if I'm in a good local church, my influence will be right. My worldview will be seen properly. Because every man is a product of influence. And they are a product of the things they read, the things they feed on, the things they listen to. So that means, if I'm not taught the word of God properly, I can't, have, I can't see God clearly too. I can't even understand so many things clearly. So if all I hear every Sunday is, brethren, brethren, there is a demon doing you. There is a demon. There is a this. And you are just feeling condemned. You are not feeling like... In fact, when the, very, the very day I got tired of deliverance service is when I went for one deliverance service. My birthday is October 2nd. This, the meeting was October 1, that day. They now told us, no, it was September. The meeting was September. They now told us, brethren, don't think you are free. <laughs> ah, after almost five hours of a deliverance service. So in the announcement, they were announcing the next month. And the day now fell on my own birthday. That's the one that made me started to think. So we had a five hours deliverance service. They've casted, they binded, they've loosed. We have commanded all the devils to go out from our father's house, from our mother's house, from our cousin's house, from our... <laughs> we have... Then I say, when they were giving their... Brethren, don't think you're free. Ah, uh -uh. That's when my, my head started thinking. And I said, there's still another freedom service in October where you will be really free. Ah. So what did I use these five hours to do? I used it to do preparation for freedom. <laughs> then guess what? On that day, on my own birthday, the Nazi told me I'm still not free. 
that there's still a special program coming up in the month, within the month, where you will receive it. Ah, I knew, ah. <laughs> Something is wrong here. If that's all you are hearing every Sunday, you can never grow spiritually. You can never love the Bible. If, I'm, if, you are, if, you are, if, if they are teaching Bible like this, you will be feeling sleepy. You will be tired. Because that's not what you are used to. So when you are seeing people explaining Bible Greek, you just say, well, this is what you are saying. Be fast. Go to the power. Go to the prayer. Eat the word. Eat it well. So we're saying, so look at, let's look at Genesis. Let's you're just looking at you. Walk, bendy, fast, 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 fast. Eat it, eat it. Say that prayer. The Bible will not be this big if we don't have to study it. If Jesus studied the scripture, ah, uh-uh, and you are in a church where they don't study scripture, they don't look at scriptures where. They just give you short SMS service. The service is so fast like vapor. One hour. They will have spent 30 minutes singing. Sing and sing and sing and sing and sing. 15 minutes they will now come and say, Brethren, you know we don't really have time. <laughs> when the scripture, when somebody is not explaining scripture for you, I just and I've never seen social experiments. They will ask Christians, what does the Bible say about this? And they can't answer. And they go to, and they go to local churches on Sunday. Those social experiments that they do, answer this Bible question and get uh, $50. I used to pray that they should just meet me one day. They should just, I'll just sit down, let's sit down. I'll just sit down. Can, we, can we just sit down on the floor? Let's, let's, have, let's start. Or Mr. Beast should just come and just ask me, answer this question and get $50,000 or $5 million. He always, he's always, he's always, he's always in thousands or millions. But ask a normal believer who has been going to church all his life. Ask him, what happened in Genesis? Is it me that asking them? What's my business? You should be ashamed. You should be ashamed of the fact that you are a Christian and you can't explain the Bible. You should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. Or what your own explanation of the Bible is deeping the meaning. You are looking for what is not. The Bible says this. You are saying no. In the Netflix movie that I watched, there's a way I can connect this scripture to it. You see that you are, you are, you are, you are ready? Something is going wrong. You see that something is going wrong. You are now applying, you are just bringing the application so far. Scripture, we explain scripture. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor, say scripture, we explain scripture. Not a Netflix movie. Not Google. Uh. Scripture, we explain scripture. Jesus told them in Luke 25. Luke 24, beginning from, he says, and he began to expand unto them the things concerning himself from the scripture, not from the philosophies of his day. 
So a good local church is one of the things you need where the word of God is properly taught, where the word of God is, is shown to you. And don't get somebody saved and tell the person, go to any Bible-believing church. Your own is a Bible-believing church. Hallelujah. So, because those are the things that shapes our worldview. Some people today now, like I told you, if they see a cat, they will be scared. Because of the kind of doctrine that they preached on the pulpit about cats. I used to be like that before. There was a day, I'll tell you a story. I came from one night VG. A cat was not hanging. If you see the way I was binding. And I did not know that cats, maybe they don't see at night or something. What's their fiction? I think they don't see at night. Or I don't know. What, what's their fiction of that cat? Something about their eyes. Eh? They what? They have night visions. What, what's night vision? Is it realms of the spirit? <laughs> their eyes are brighter in the night. So that's how these cats started shining their eyes on me. And let me tell you, in the VG that we went for, they already told us any power waiting for us at home. So, <laughs> so I thought that was the power. I said, whoa, so you, met, you came here to wait for me. I come against you. And I stood. And me, the cat was just looking at me like this. The cat was just shining the vision on me. And I started casting. I started binding. Prayer could have just prayed, or I should have just slept on something else. Look at what view. Because of the kind of doctrine I was fed with. Now, now I came to the United States and I saw cats. People were doing their cats in one and say, Hi. I remember the first day I saw it. I said, Jesus on the person. <laughs> <laughs> Because he said, what's wrong? I said, ah, I'm so sorry. I just, <laughs> I just can't create, cope. What view? What view? I mean, I believe cat, now, today, now, I believe cat is more friendly like dog. Today. But if you have asked me, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, what? <laughs> I believe they are more friendly. I am more of cat than dog. Because dog, no. What's it does it? Boom! Eh? <laughs> That's me. I'm not already influenced. Are you seeing it? Me, I cannot argue cat and dog now. No, I prefer cat. No, you prefer dog. I can't. But if you have asked me this kind of question some years ago, eh? I said, none. Both of them are devils. Worldview. Biblical. And that's because of the kind of teachings they taught you. That if you see dog in your dream chasing you, something is wrong. Some people they told them if they drink coke in their dream, they've drank blood. Let me tell you another story of what happened to me. Those are the kind of things I, I, I heard when I was younger. If you eat in your dream, you've eaten poison, wake up and start praying. Because you will fall sick. So guess what? And I had cornflakes in my dream. <laughs> and then I don't used to like all this cornflakes thing very well. So that day, 
I had conflict. Interestingly, it was like a woman that I perceived somewhere in my heart that this one is not clear. That now served me the conflicts in the dream. I woke up for about two hours normal. I mean, nothing wrong and I was okay. I just remember the dream. That was the mistake I made to remember the dream. And as I remember the dream, I fell sick. And I was sick for one week. Why? Because of a doctrine. That if you eat in your dream, you will fall sick. Something you have eaten poison. What view? Now today I'm looking for where they will give me food in the dream. So at least I can wake up and drink water to eat. If you eat in your dream, wake up, drink water. Says the glory of God. It says the Bible says eating, asking no questions. <laughs> I like that scripture. See, eat. Asking no questions. But today, if some, some people, if they mistakenly see it in their dream, they will wake up and start praying because of the kind of message they are being fed with. And that has destroyed their lives. What view? So you need a good local church where they explain the Bible properly so that you can see and love God so much from the word. If what, if what you are living service with every Sunday is not the love for God, is not the love for people, is not because some people, the way they teach you in service is so that you can you can suspect, you can suspect even your, your, your family member. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That everybody is a suspect around you. This might be the person doing you, you never can tell. This might be the person doing you, you never can tell. So you just you are just small, you there's just hatred for people. That's a wrong biblical worldview. You can't be in a place like that and love God. You can't. You can't love God like that. You think you love God, but no. Because you can't hate the people that Christ died for and say you love God. Or be suspecting the people that Christ died for and say you love God. Can the devil do men, obviously? Can the devil influence men and, and make them, and, they, and men yield to the devil and do things? Yes. But Paul already told us the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but they are mighty to the pulling down the stronghold. Once you stay prayed up, once you stay guarded, you, those things are not a problem. They are not things we should be feasting on every day. If I'm making sense, let me see your hands. What view? What view? So you need a good local church. If all you are hearing in your local church is just a motivation, short SMS, 15 minute sermon. Covenant day of long life. Covenant day of uh, king. Everybody will still die. No matter the long life. Including the person that is giving you the covenant day. He is going to die. Because that's man. If that's what you are hearing every Sunday. You can't. You can't love God. You can't serve God well. You can't understand your plan, God's plan for your life, God's purpose for your life. So you need a good local church that will shape your worldview. Because you said man is a product of influence. He's a product of the things he reads. He's a product of the things he hears. He's a product of the things he sees. Product of the conversations he has. We now spoke about social media and the kind of influences that we have on it. So tell your, your, your neighbor, say you need a good local church. 
a church where you are being taught the word, where you are being taught the scriptures properly, where you are being taught to love your Bible, to love studying it, to enjoy the reading of the scripture, not the place where you are just waiting. Your Bible becomes like, in fact, your Bible is just like nothing to you. Or you are just going, because many of those things that they teach, they do not have biblical example. You just stay on one scripture, one scripture, and just be going from one left to right, straight, and be telling you stories of somebody that happened to you in one place. And they are shaping your worldview. And you are there, mm, in the place. Mm, wow. And your worldview is being shaped. Tell your neighbor again, say you need a good local church. You need a good local church that make you love God, that make you serve God, that make you enjoy the fact that you are a believer. So church meetings are so important to us today. That is where we find out God's plan for our lives. That is where we find out God's purpose for our lives. Via the teaching of God's word. Because we said we are already believers, right? Right, guys? And so that means we cannot know who we are except we know who we are in Christ. And where would you be taught in a good local church? So that's why many people can be born again today and still be confused on their identity. Just like Jesus' disciples. They moved with Jesus for so long and yet this, Jesus asked them a question. Who do men say that I am? Do you know in that same verse, Simon Peter rebuked Jesus? And said, no, you can't die. You can't, you can't die for sins of man. Uh, why would you die? He took Jesus to a corner and said, don't be saying that thing again. But, <laughs> but this is somebody that just said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Flesh, and Jesus had to raise up flesh and blood. A couple of verses later, uh-uh, he, charged, he, he, he charged Jesus. Say, no. Uh-uh, he can't try it. Confused identity. So you can be born again. You can be in Christ. You know we said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. He knows his identity, right? Okay, so now, that identity is not yet done, even though he's born again. It's the teaching of God's word and the kind of worldview he is being fed on that will shape his identity. So he doesn't just stop with, oh, be born again. And that's why I always tell you, the next thing a new convert needs is what? A, new, a local church. Because that is where his worldview will be shaped. To see what he has received well. He needs that gathering. That will shape his influence. That will change his circle. That's why many of you, your disciples, you get them born again. You did not bring them to a church. Then they now tell you, I'm no more interested. Why would they tell you they are no more interested? Because they have not changed their circle. You have not brought them to a gathering where they can fellowship with people of like mind. Then after two weeks, after teaching them, they just tell you, I'm not interested again. I want to enjoy my life. It's, they are born again, no. But yet, their influence has not yet changed. So they need to change their company 
So that way, their worldview will change. Let me tell you, if an atheist move long enough with a solid Christian, he will be born again. Even without being preached to. Even without being preached to. Some years ago, I heard Reverend Kingsley share a story of a man in New York that was a Muslim, a devout Muslim, and a Christian housed him. And the Christian did not invite him to show, he did not say anything. But he was just feeding him. He was just doing so many things, good things for him. Do you need a ride? Do you need a this? Do you need a night to your mom? Ah. The Muslim just woke up one morning and said, I want to follow you to that church. Without preaching, no. Because his influence. His influence. So the next thing a believer needs is a good local church. And church meetings are very vital. So that's why it seems like you are struggling with your discipleship. If you have made sure that people come to service, they won't struggle because their influence will change. And in church, church is not a judgment zone. Church is a no condemnation zone. Even if their head, their, their inside their eyes is tattooed, you are not going to condemn them in church. It's a love-free zone. Because you love them, right? You don't hate people, right? You love people. That is it. So church meetings are very vital to us. So as a believer, we cannot ignore church services. We can't. We can't ignore it. We can't ignore it. Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, and let us consider one another and provoke us unto love and to good works. He says, not forsaking the assembly of the brethren, as the manner of some is. So you cannot forsake the assembly of the brethren. Because that is where your worldview will be shaped. That's where your perception, you can see clearly. That's where you can understand things clearly. Tell your neighbor again, you need a good local church. You do. It will help you love God the more. Understand the scripture the more. See things clearly. Even appreciate your Bible. That's why he said in that Matthew 16, verse 13 to that 19, he says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So as far as Jesus was answering the question about identity, Jesus also pointed the church, the authority of the church in it. So the church is very vital. And I had to say this because we live in a social media world today. And all of you know the kind of world we live in. It's such a world that a lot of things are being passed across in the, in a, in, uh, in, uh, on the social media and in making people feel like they don't need a physical gathering. Since I can just do it online. Everything is online. But Jesus went to the mountain and he taught them in Matthew 28, verse 16. He appointed a place for them. Before coming, I taught us there is a time, there is a place. Things happen in a place. The physical guardian of believers is very key. It's very key. So an assembly is required. Tell your neighbor, say an assembly is required. A local church will give you definite leadership and order. 
you, it will set your life on course. You have a proper accountability. You have people who watch over you. Brother, why are you not praying? Don't think it is control. Do, because a lot of people want to be free. They say, I don't fit in. So I just don't fit in. You don't fit in to what? Because you want to be free. You don't want to pray again. You don't want to study. You want to backslide. That's all. You know, I say, you don't fit in. You start using English. I don't fit in. I just think I just want to take a break. Take a break from, from, from being a Christian. You just want to backslide. And some of you that have been fervent before, that because of America, you, you got born again, you should be, you, you backslid, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed of yourself. You used to pray before. Now you, you can't remember when last. You should be ashamed. You have allowed the dollar, the shift, the everything to take, to take away your Jesus. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should look at yourself and start crying. That where have I gone wrong? You should be ashamed. Because you used to be better than this. You know your life was better than this. You knew it. You knew that you are not where you used to be. And that is, that is lack of purpose. You have missed it somewhere. And let me tell you, your life can never be fulfilled if you keep going that trail. You will just die a useless person. So you've got to get back up. You've got to get back up. You need a place where you are being taught the word, where you are being taught to preach, where you are being taught to evangelize, where you are being taught the, what's, what's wrong with preaching the gospel. Say, I don't fit in with preaching. Is, did Jesus not preach? The Lord Jesus that you are serving, did he not preach? He said, I just can't do evangelism. Well, you can invite people to birthday party. You can't do evangelism. But if you have an event, you know how to organize it. You say, I can't call for prayer meeting. But you know how to call pastor when you are going through a problem. In church, you'll be taught how to heal the sick. You go to, imagine you are going to churches where they don't teach you how to heal the sick. Jesus taught his disciples. He says he gave them power and authority to heal the sick. You are taught to preach. You are taught to flow with the gifts of Paul wrote a epistle to the church of Corinth, teaching them, putting them in order on the flow of the Spirit. A church that doesn't teach you how to flow with the Holy Ghost, how to prophesy, how to bless lives, how to lay hands That's not church. That can't be a good gadget. Look at the scriptures. These letters were written to churches. So that means believers were doing it. Jesus hasn't left the earth when his disciples started doing healing the sick. When his disciples started doing the works of Jesus. And the disciples did the same thing. Look at the entire book of Acts. Look at the letters to the churches. What is wrong with teaching people how to heal the sick? What's wrong with teaching people how to pray for people? How to, how to evangelize? How to pray? In Act 4, the disciples gathered. They prayed. The place was shaky together. Some of you today now, because of money, you can't pray again. Uh, oh. I still have I still have work tonight. Pastor be fast. 
I want to quickly go and sleep so I'm prepared for work. You or before that you'll be jumping up. You need a good local church. Tell your neighbor. You're not saying like you mean it. You do. So as I begin to close, you need to understand that your local church will shape your worldview. Imagine you are going to a church that they don't care about if you are praying, if you are preaching the gospel, how you live your life. That's not a good local church. There's no proper accountability. That's why you, not, you are now free to do whatever you want to do. That is not a good local church. They are not teaching you to love people. They are teaching you to, to suspect people. They are not teaching you to love the scriptures, to, to be hungry for the word, to be hungry for the move of the spirit. That can't be a good local church. They are not concerned whether you are prayed. They are not concerned whether you study the word. They are not concerned whether you go for evangelism. They are just concerned to just come and bring the money for offering. So that the church will be bigger. So that they can get more lead light. And more TV screens at the back. So they say, welcome to church. The whole place will be very dark when the preacher is preaching. That you can never, you will squint to see the Bible. <laughs> The, the center attraction of the light will be on the preacher. So you'll be looking at the, at the preacher who wear jeans, wear these, and put on Rolex. And say, brother, we're in church, guys. That's not church. Yo, boys. Peekable. <laughs> that can't be a church. They are not concerned whether you pray for the sick. They are not concerned whether you got people filled with the Holy Ghost. They are not concerned whether you have a prayer life. Jesus took his disciples to pray. The entire book of Acts, you will see prayer. So what wrong is it that we tell people to pray? That we tell you to flow with the Spirit? Is that not what Jesus told his disciples to do? Tell me, guys. Tell me now. Did Jesus not tell his disciples to preach? Did Jesus not tell his disciples to heal the sick? Did Jesus not tell his disciples to cast out demons? Did Jesus not tell his disciples to prophesy? Ah. So what is wrong? Why are churches not teaching it? Is that not what is in the entire book of the, in the entire New Testament? First Corinthians 14. Because they were doing it too much and they did not know how to do it well. Paul had to write a letter. So when you come together, this is how you should flow. 1 Corinthians 1, concerning spirituals, I will not have you ignorant. That word ignorant is the Greek word idiotis. I will not have you be an idiot. So that means you must know spiritual things. So a church that, is not, that does not plan for your life, that all they are just concerned is how you are making it in life and your money. I'm not saying that's wrong. A church should be concerned about that because you must make it. You must at least 
be doing well. Hope you know what I'm talking about. Yes, you must do well. If you have masters, go and do PhD. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you have been pushing you. Have been have pushed you, pushed you, pushed you. Maybe it's the word of the Lord for you in camp meet. <laughs> Go for more. A church must be concerned. Paul was a Pharisee, a astute student of the law. In his day, he was considered to be a scholar. That means just like it's just like in our today's world, a noble laureate. So that means he was a preacher and a very noble person that they can pick his word from in his word. Same with Isaiah. Same with Daniel. Same with Moses. That was why they were able to, the writings that they wrote is still confusing you today. Because they were knowledgeable. Moses was very knowledgeable. He was, he was schooled in Egypt. Egypt in their own world as at that time was the commercial hub. It was like our New York of today. Very diverse, very knowledgeable. So he was so vast in knowledge. That's why when he wanted to write in the beginning, God created, ah, ah. So today, that thing is still confusing everybody. Some people are still saying, serpent spoke, serpent did not speak. He, he gave them apple, he gave them, he did not give them apple. Those things are just figure of speech. And that comes from a knowledgeable person. Figure of speech. Some people are saying, it is apple, it is cashew, it is purple, it is this. Tell me, how will a fruit make somebody a sinner? You eat. Won't the person, so if the person go to the toilet and, and take it away, is this still a sinner? That's to tell you that that's a figure of speech. But today, that thing is still disturbing the whole world. In fact, Jehovah's wickedness, they, they put some books, books make you feel like it is a fruit. But because the guy is knowledgeable, so when he's communicating, he's writing those things well. When Paul is writing, you see the writing, you say, ah, ah, bro. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is, that is how a, a good Christian should be. Jesus did not just come and be sleepy. Jesus too was also a carpenter. So that means he was busy. He continued in his father's business. He was busy. He was not just saying, I'm just preaching the gospel. So that means some people will come to Jesus' shop and say, give me my table. Paul was a tent maker. Since I labored abundantly with my hands so that I will not beg for food. And yet a good scholar of the word. So a local church must be concerned about your life. So there's nothing wrong with your pastor asking you, how far do you have the job? After, where's the money? Are you making the money? But that should not be where you should stop. The pastor must still ask you, are you praying? Why are you not in prayer meeting? If a church does not do that, you are in a wrong local church. Why are you not in Bible study? Why did you miss midweek service? Why did you pick a shift on a midweek service day? Why did you not walk around your shift? Why did you miss, at least, why did you even miss a Sunday service? If at all you can't walk around your shift, why did you miss Sunday? Why did you pick shift on a Sunday? When last did you go out on outreach? When last did you get somebody born again? A church must do that to you. 
When last did you flow in the Holy Ghost? When last did you get somebody filled with the Spirit? When last did you lay hands on somebody? When last did you talk to somebody about Jesus? If the pastor is not asking you that kind of question, you are not in a good local church. I'm sorry. I know we are in America and I have to tell you the truth. Because your worldview will now be shaped on just money if it stops on money. Because you're thinking your pastor endorses the fact that you're not in church. No, you must make it in life. You must. You must have the money. But you must not forget your Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You must, you, there's nothing wrong with buying 2027 car. But in the buying the car, ensure that you are still very committed in your prayer life, in your study life, in your preaching the gospel. Are you seeing it? There's nothing wrong. Just be committed. Make sure you are committed. And the truth of the matter, don't say you will sit at home and you are still committed. You know you are deceiving yourself. You can't sit at home and lie down your bed and say, the Lord is just good. In the next couple of years, we're going to see pilots be an ushers. Because they will be, yes, they will fly. They can fly even on Sunday because of the nature of their job. We will accommodate it. We will have a special way we will do service for them. A special way they will do spiritual goal reports. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it will not stop their Jesus. The nation is going to change you. Oh, we cannot leave this nation for the devil. Not in this my generation. Not in my, not in my time. Not when I'm alive. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You better wake up now because people will be a judgment to you. People that you, you are looking at and saying she be they are not serious. Let me too be all serious. They will become serious very soon. The power of God is working all over. So you better get yourself serious now. The power of God is working. You don't wake up and call your friend and say, Alpha, let's go out. The friend is telling you, I'm going to church. You'll be, you'll be judged. Your heart will feel, hey? Your heart will feel, ah, ah, what's going on? It's the power of God all over. Power of God is working all over. All over the United States, power of God is working. I tell you, people are going to take their Bible studies seriously. Churches will change their model. Pastors will have to apologize and say, I'm so sorry. Can we start again? I'm telling you, you will see it in this 2024. The media will pick it. You will see that I told you in Camp Meeting 2023. Some pastors will have to apologize and say, I'm so sorry, brethren. Can we start again? Proper Bible study. You will hear it in this 2024. The power of God is working all over. All over. So get yourself serious. Make the money. Take the jobs. Do the degrees. But your commitment to Jesus must not change. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your worldview must not change. So you need a good place. You need a right company. And you can only get that right company in a local church, not in a club. Imagine you have a friend and you say, Brother, I have been struggling with my prayer life because we need help. I have a friend, Brojimo Hakim. I don't know if he's watching me. If I'm struggling to pray, I just have to call him. All I just need to do is to call him and let him speak. When he speaks, I will just be talking in tongues under my breath. I just say, man of God, we will talk later. I will go and pray. Just, I just want to hear his voice. Just from his voice, I will pray. Because we need people. We need people. We need people. 
We need people. Sometimes maybe I'm maybe I'm getting lazy to study. My friend, I am the Christ. You just send you just send me one excerpt. Man of God, read this. <laughs> I'll just I'll just carry my Bible back. You need people that will steer you up. You need people that will steer you up. You need friends that will steer you up. During the pandemic, one of the things that me and Tofumi did here, we were just praying. Hours, sister hours, praying. Praying. You need people that will steer you up. You can't find them in the club. Mm, you only find them in local church. Hey, bro. Let me tell you the truth. And there's nothing wrong with telling people. Me, me, I'm your pastor. I will tell you. See, well, please help me. Some of you have come and tell you, please teach me this thing. I know they, me, I know they, I don't know how to form. I don't know it is, I don't know it. I don't understand is, I don't understand it. Teach me is, teach me. Help me is, help me. Please, I beg. Can I borrow this? Is, I, can I borrow it? I know me, I don't know how to form. I don't know of you. You know, some people have pride. I am not part of that generation of pride. I will tell you, please, we need your help. I beg. I don't know how to form. I say we got it all. I don't got it. Me, I don't got it. I need help. They like, we got it. I don't got it. I need help. Hallelujah. And that's why we need a good local church, a good company, a good relationship. There are some friends you can... That both of you cannot relate again after this camp meeting. Because you know that you are a product of influence. When you people start talking again, you will go back to your old habits. And there's a people that God has already put in your hands. God text this person. This person will help you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is how it works. That is what a good local church will do for you. It will ensure that you stay committed to the will of God for your life. Some people don't want to change their local church because of sentiment, because they are scared of, they are scared of prayer. You will just die not fulfilling God's plan for your life. And they, see, let me tell you, the, let me tell you the funniest thing. <laughs> you will be blamed because you heard it, you knew the truth. There is nobody that doesn't know he's in the wrong place. When you're in the wrong place, you know you just you just don't have the option. You don't be looking. You just feel like at least it's better than nothing. You will be judged. You will be judged on the last day. God will say, Shabia, I spoke to your heart. So the thing I told you to do, why did you not do it? Hope you know that God told us in the scripture that every man will be judged. You know, the, that, thing is, that thing did not leave scripture. That's, that, that Bible text did not leave the Bible. What will he be judged about? That thing he has called you to do. If you don't find it out, he will ask you, why did you not go to where you, where you should have found it out? That person I brought to your life, why did you fight with the person? That church I said you should go to and attend one service, why did you not stay there? Why did you go back to another place? Those are questions that God will ask many of us. I brought somebody to your life to help you to, you to pray. Why did you reject it? Why did you, say you want, why did you say you want to be your man, your own man? You know that, look at what Jesus, what God came to ask Adam and Eve. Have you eaten the food I told you not to? They now started blaming people. Do you see it? They now started blaming people. That is exactly that kind of question we are going to be asked. That person I sent to your life, why did you fight with the person? Don't you know the person was supposed to help you? Don't you know that that person was going to help you to fulfill God's plan for your life? 
Don't you know that that person was going to help you to fulfill his purpose? You are going to be asked that question. That person I brought to your life to help you to pray. Why did you, che- why did you tell the person you are not interested? Why did you follow that other person? Those are the questions. Do you see that? Go ask them solid questions in the garden. Those are the kind of questions we are going to be asked again. Why did you leave that church? Why? What chased you away? Why did you go? Why did you say you will stay at home to be watching service online? Were you blessed watching online? Those are questions God will ask everybody. Why did you stay there? Why did you not leave? He asked them those questions. He said, who told you you were naked? Who told you? That's what God told them. Who told you you are naked? Say said, this person. Uh-uh. Who told you? Those are questions God will be asking. And that time, you, you cannot say you did not know. Because you, are, you came to camp meeting. You can't say you did not hear it. Me, I told you. That's why people pray. Prayer that the kind of sermon you hear will not stand against your judgment. That's why they pray it. I'm sure many of you have heard those kind of prayers before. That is why they pray it. Because those are the questions that we have be asked to. That day you were in that service. Why did you not listen? Why were you sleeping that day in the service? Don't you know I was trying to talk to you? You knew you were free on Sunday. Why did you miss church? What were you doing on Tuesday, 7 p.m.? You were just dilly-dialing. When you ought to be studying the word, why were you on TikTok? <laughs> you think God does not know TikTok? He's well aware. He's very much informed. He knows the one that is about to come. Because more is coming. He'll tell you, that friend, why did you not leave him? Those are questions that will be asked us on who we are. So when you find out who you are, and I know in this camp meeting you are finding it out. And I know as you are finding it out, as you have found it and you are finding it out, the best place to nurture it is a good local church that will help your worldview to see things clearly. So that way you will love God the more, you will serve God the more, your knowledge of scriptures will be well deepened, your understanding... So you won't, you won't imagine some people have never gone for evangelism before. And one instruction, do you know that there was only one instru- one major instruction Jesus told his told the disciples. Some people, I, I was arguing with one person one day. He said it was only the disciples he told. He did not tell everybody. I said, so if he told only the disciples, why did we have the Bible? So why is the Bible not only for the disciples? I said, are you see that you are not smart? I say, if he told the disciple, why did they write it and put and teach other churches in their in their churches? Why did all of the disciples train men to go and send and teach people? Because so you see that you are not smart. The person did not know what to say again. At first, I, thought, I asked the person, if it was only the disciples, why was he written in the Bible? The disciple will have kept it. She just even told them not to say so many things. Why was in the book of Acts? Where were they preaching the gospel? So if you go to a church that they don't teach, they, they, they don't emphasize evangelism, leave. Oh. Leave. Go to the church, they don't emphasize, they, they are not particular about your prayer life. Let me tell you, nobody likes prayer, including me. <laughs> it's, 
But we have to pray. They are not particular about how you will flow with the Holy Ghost, how you yield the seed, how you will cast out devils, how you will prophesy, how you will speak with tongues. First Corinthians 14, 39. Forbid not to speak with tongues. You, in your own church, they don't even... Tongues is not even... The, there's no even sigh of tongues. You know when you say, <laughs> of tongues, like a breath. <laughs> there's no even... Or just shabba. There's nothing like that. All in your church is just peekaboo, peekaboo. <laughs> All you are just celebrating your own church is Halloween. Candy night. Let's just come in our costume. Costume night. Ah, not, not, no, 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 no. Uh, things are changing. Things are changing. Things are changing. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying we are going to also celebrate Thanksgiving, even as a church. But that does not stop our mandate. Are you getting what I'm saying? That does not stop us from, even from the Thanksgiving, let's go and do outreach. Are you getting what I'm saying? A church that is not putting, that is not put, that doesn't put, that all the adults concern is, how far have you paid your tithes? Have you given offering? If that's all they are concerned about, they want you to quickly make money and put it down. They are not concerned about other things, that you are in a wrong place. And you cannot be churched online. Tell your neighbor, you can't be churched online. AI cannot be your pastor. <laughs> you can't be churched online. You can't lie down in your bed. You, didn't, you, only wa- you only watched the service. You did not attend it. You lie down in your bed. You cover blankets. Eh? Labrador flooders. Then you go to the toilet and you are still sitting. You are sitting on the toilet seat and you are putting the phone like this. Wow, glory of God. The choirs are singing away. You are typing glory. On a Sunday service that you should be there. And churches in America are accommodating. They tell you, you don't have to come to church. Just stay online. Ah, no, it will change. Pastors, we have to exchange those statements. If our, own, if our physical gathering was not important, Jesus will never have come down physically. He will have just done it on the air. He'll have just paid the price on the air and say, guys, take it if you want. Or he'll have tweeted. He'll just say, brethren, I've died for you. I've died for you. You can use the blood whatever, whenever you like. Savi- Tell your neighbor again, service is not online. It's not. Gather with people. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Gather. Love that gathering. I don't know about you. I love when I'm in church. Ah, I feel at home. No matter anywhere I preach in the world, if I'm not in supernatural commission school, if I'm not at home, I am not at home. I love all my members. Ah, when I see them, I'm very happy. When I see all of you like this, I'm so excited. It's like they say, join me. Hallelujah. Because I'm fulfilling God's plan for my life. Hallelujah. And you too, you are being taught to fulfill that plan. Amen. 
So a church that does not emphasize these things, they don't emphasize your accountability, they don't emphasize your giving your honor, they don't emphasize how much, uh, how much priority you must put on your Christian devotion, you're working in the spirit. They just, they don't even, so, some pastors will see their member online posting different things and even be tell, commenting with them and saying, you hate it, sis. In me, if I catch you, I will talk. Some of you know me. I will call you straight. Oh, a screw has not missing. <laughs> I, in fact, by my pre, some of you know me. By my presence on your WhatsApp status, you will have trembled. And some people, that's what, that's what they don't like. They want their freedom and independence. But you know who is answered the question? Did God really create man to be that free? You know it's that freedom that led Adam to do whatever they want to do. They were not asking and saying, say, eh, is the woman you gave me? No, it's the man you gave me. God will ask all of us this question too. So you see that the same thing that God did with Adam and Eve, he's still going to do it with us on one day. Who told you you were naked? Who told you, who told you to do what you did? Who told you not to go to church? Is it in my word you saw it? God is going to ask us that question. Why did you miss prayer meeting? Did you know I wanted to speak to you in that time? No, I'm not pointing to you. <laughs> did you know I want to speak to you that time? Why did you, why did you, that time they said you should go for outreach. Why did you argue? Did you know I wanted to use you to bless somebody's life? I wanted to use you to change the identity of somebody. And that person is wandering away. I tell people, I say, the reason why a lot of people are wandering away today and they are not fulfilling God's plan, play for me, I close, is that many people that were supposed to do the job are wandering away. So the people that are meant to reach the people, they are still roaming about. Are you getting what I'm saying? The people that were supposed to reach them or supposed to preach them and help them change their identity, they are in churches where they are not taught what to do. So we have more Christians gathering in churches, but they are not reaching out to the world. Do you know, with the way Christians have increased, if all Christians are preaching the gospel today, I believe Jesus would have come. Because we have a number of Christians, even in the United States. Do you know, if all of us as Christians in the United States stood our ground, and we all have the same biblical worldview, hope you know, LGBTQ community will not rise. Because we will have dealt with it by the power of God. So it's that we need more Christians to fulfill God's plan and mandate for their lives. And it can only be done in a good local church. So, that is why we come to church. That is why you are in this camp meeting. To know and fulfill God's mandate for your life. And I know you are seeing it in this meeting. I know one thing this meeting is doing for you is to open your eyes. How many of you, your eyes are being opened? You are seeing yourself afresh. You are seeing yourself again. Hallelujah. 
We bless you, Lord Jesus. That our hearts we stay focused on your plan. Our minds will not wander away. Our thoughts will be stable. That we will not think like the way the world is thinking. We will not act like the way the world is acting. We will not follow the spirit of this world. But we will follow the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ. That everyone listening to me online and those of you here. That from this camp meeting. Our biblical worldview is more shaped. That we are seeing and loving people. Even much more. We are loving the gathering of people much more thank you jesus we thank you lord insurance and just bless the name of the lord this service bless him this night we're going to be having impartations i'm not doing much teachings tonight I'll just exalt you by the Spirit of God tonight. And I'll lay hands. Now, what does the ministry of the laying of hands do? It's as well, you must have a desire. Laying of hands don't work without desire. You must have something you are believing God for. And what does that do is like saying, take it. The Bible says, and Moses laid hands on Joshua, and the Spirit of wisdom came upon him. Paul said in Romans 1 verse 11 he says I long to see you that I may impart unto you spiritual gifts Paul said in 2 Timothy 1 he says tear of the gifts of God which is given to me which is given to thee by the laying on of hands of the pepistry I believe in the ministry of the laying on of hands the reason why I'm standing today preaching to you today is because hands was laid on me many of the gifts of God in my life hands were laid were communicated so it's your desire i expect that before the night session you are prayed up that is how to receive you are prayed up you are prayed up you just expect that my work is just to lay hands it's as you desire my work is just to touch you tonight. We don't have much thing we are doing tonight. My work is just to touch you. And we exalt you by the Spirit of God. Whatever God wants us to say or do, I'll tell you in the night. But my work majorly in the night is just to touch you. And whatever you want, it will be given. Hallelujah. Whatever you want, it will be done. And tonight we'll see it happen. If it is healing, it will happen. If it is Issues resolved, divided out fear, whatever you desire, it's as you desire. If you desire what as you can stretch your desires, it's as you desire. I'll lay hands on everybody tonight, everybody. And the power of God will meet you where you are. Amen. So come hungry tonight. Come expect that. Don't press the bricks yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even as we are trying to round off camp meeting gradually, don't press the brakes. Don't enter the flesh. Stay in the spirit. Tell your neighbor, say, stay in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Insurance and bless him. Sing me that song, My Desire. My desire. Yeah. I will 
get serious are you hearing what I'm saying the way the glory of God will sweep this our nation in the next three to five years you'll be so surprised the street of America people preaching evangelism revivers crusades because the glory of God will sweep our nation strong and many of your friends will be born again many of your friends your family members will be born again. My desire, yeah, Lord, I only have one desire. Sing that song, come on. Yeah. 
Use me as you please. Use me as you please.